0: Hi there. My name is Tyler Bob, and I live in Wapperton, Michigan. It's a little town on the northern coast of the Upper Peninsula, and it is the greatest place in the world. My dad owns a candle shop near the center of town, and lately business hasn't been great. He blames the lack of tourism, which I find ridiculous because Waperton is the greatest place in the world. I figure that the reason nobody else recognizes this is because the word hasn't gotten out on Wapperton, and therefore I've created a podcast, the most popular form of entertainment, to show all that Wapperton has to offer. So please sit back and relax as I take you around my town. Welcome to episode five, blah, 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 listen. I've spent the past week watching every crime movie and TV show I could find to train myself to be the perfect detective. I've bought five cork boards and cut out various articles from papers ranging from the 1990s to now, and while it looks like they have nothing to do with each other, I know, somehow, they're all connected. It has nothing to do with Todd and Freeing Burt, but I'm now sure that the OJ trial directly influenced Beyonce's love on top hitting the charts in 2011. I am now a mastermind at solving crime, and know I will find Todd Watterson. However, it is my duty to first and foremost provide my audience with what I have promised from the very beginning. If I were to run off and spend all my time trying to solve a mystery, I would fail my goal to show how Wapperton is the most perfect place in the world, and Bob's Candle Shop is the pinnacle of practical home decoration stores. You come to hear me tell you about the great features of our town and decide whether or not you should move here, or to hear our 4th of July candle lineup such as Flag Scented, Exploded Fireworks Scented, or George Washington Scented Candles, each only $4.99 while supplies last. This must take priority over any crime dramas or mysteries that would naturally develop in a podcast of this nature, so I will devote my podcasting time to the same format as I always have and only deal with detective work if it naturally arises during the course of my show. I understand nobody wants to hear the boring day-to-day of crime solving, so I will do what I can to remove it from this podcast. That being said, today's topic is public buildings, such as the police station. The police station is the perfect place to visit while in Wapurton due to its clean floors and fluorescent lighting. Coincidentally, it's also where most of the evidence on Todd's case resides, but I doubt that will come up while we are there. Running the police station is Officer Cranson, a no-nonsense cop who doesn't have time for nosy detectives. I can think of no better person to talk to about the case. I mean the police station. Thanks for doing this interview, Officer Cranson.
1: Uh, oh, no problem, Tyler. If I can get a distraction from this case, I'll gladly take it.
0: Huh. I wasn't expecting the case to naturally come up, but now that you've mentioned it, do you mind telling me all about it?
1: Uh, actually, I do. It's classified, and, well, frankly, it tires me out.
0: Because people are giving up the search?
1: How do you know that?
0: Oh, this building looks old on the outside, yet new inside. When was the station built?
1: Uh, the original was built in the late 1800s, but that got knocked down in 1905 and was replaced with the building we're in now. I, I know the inside was redone a couple of times with the most recent update a few years back, I think, uh, 1998?
0: So the history of the building makes it an interesting landmark.
1: yeah I guess you could think of it that way.
0: Do you find yourself feeling pressured to keep Captain Burton jailed jail due to the town's unpopular opinion of him?
1: What?! Tyler, that's wildly inappropriate!
0: I understand that you are the first female Officer Wopperton has ever had.
1: No. Well, yes, that's true. Also the first female police chief Whopperton has had, but I I never try to make it a big deal.
0: Well, the town is very proud of you. Well,
1: oh, thank you, Tyler. That's very nice of you.
0: What is your plan now that no new hard evidence on Captain Bird has been found?
1: Tyler, how on earth do you know that?
0: I'm sorry. Tell me about the cop cars.
1: No, I, I demand to know who told you all this information.
0: What information? Uh,
1: about the evidence and the low search morale. I, that's all classified. Who told you? Jack did. Who's Jack? Uh,
0: Rebecca's son.
1: I don't know a Rebecca. Oh, she's Nick's sister. Are you just making up fake names hoping that something sticks?
0: If you take confidence this usually works.
1: Tyler, I'm going to have to ask you to leave.
0: Is it because I'm a loose cannon with a heart of gold?
1: No, it's because you keep bringing up the case.
0: You'll have to take my gun and badge from me.
1: What? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Just because I'm fired doesn't mean I won't stop working the case.
1: Just leave, and don't tell anybody what you know. Okay. Is that a recorder?
0: Thank you, Officer Cranson, for your enlightening interview about the Thrilling Police Station. I do want to apologize to the listener for the repeated talk about the case. I didn't mean for it to come up, but Officer Cranson seemed eager to talk about it. Our next public building is the gorgeous tourist spot, Town Hall. A lovely two-story building right alongside Silver River, this historic landmark is home to none other than Chris Rogers, the fearless mayor of our great city of Operton. He's on his fifth term as mayor, and if you ask the locals, he's doing a great job of it. I've been asking to talk with him since I started this podcast, but have only received his acceptance for an interview when I lied and said it was for a summer project for school. Of course, lies are necessary now that I can do a big detective scene where I take my theory straight to the top, only to get rejected, so when I prove that I am right, the mayor shakes my hand and thanks me for sticking to my guns. That is, as long as my theory comes up naturally. I can think of no better person to shoot down my crackpot idea that's just so crazy it might be true.
2: Ah, Tyler, right? I'm glad you could make it. Come on in.
0: Thank you for talking with me, Mayor Rogers. I'm a huge fan and it's an honor to finally meet you. No,
2: no, Tyler. The pleasure is all mine. I'm always glad to talk with the town folk.
0: That's very, that's, that's very humble of you. So,
2: Tyler, tell me how I can help you
0: with this school report. Well, I have to record an interview with someone about Wapperton's history, and I figure that you'd be the most knowledgeable person about the town.
2: Well, you've come to the right place, Tyler. I've got plenty of
0: life advice. Perfect. Question one. Are there any famous crimes that have happened in our town? It doesn't matter if they're recent, just the first one that comes to mind.
2: You see, if there's Anything I've learned about life, it's that it's like a game of basketball. What? Sure, there are star players, and there may be a few bench warmers, but at the end of the day, we are all a team. Um,
0: okay, but I asked about any recent crime.
2: Sometimes you can pass the ball off to someone you know can get the job done. In other times, you've just got to take the shot yourself!
0: No, I get the simile, but the project is about Waperton in general, and not really about life.
2: Every events. once in a while, you may see a great opportunity for a show-stopping three-pointer, but if you see someone open near the basket, you sometimes have to be a leader and
0: delegate. Again, I'm asking about recent crimes.
2: You see, life is like a game of poker. I think the basketball one was enough. Some days you're dealt a full house, while others all you've got
0: is an ace high. What do you know about the disappearance of Todd Watterson?
2: People can complain about their hand all they want, but if you read the other players, even a pair of twos can win the hand.
0: I think he's still in Whopperton. We're looking in the woods, but I don't think he ever went in there.
2: Life is like betting at the horse tracks. You're
0: really into gambling,
2: huh? You never bet below $100, and you never put money on a horse that has the word lucky in his name. That was just gambling advice. Life, it's exactly like a game of hopscotch. That's the one that's exactly like life? There are ten squares, you have to hop on one leg in six of them, and two in
0: four of the others. That's just the rules of a hopscotch.
2: Some kids like to sing a song while doing it.
0: You don't seem to have a lot of thoughts, do you? Life is like a bumblebee. You're worried about re-election. Are you curious how I knew that? I'd like to smell the flowers. I'm gonna leave. It goes buzz, buzz, buzz. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mayor Rogers, for proving that you should never meet your heroes. The mayor may not be one for conversation, but his office has the perfect view of Silver River, making it a great place to visit while in Whopperton. Up next is a common public building we all know and love, the Conspiracy Theorist's Backyard Shed. This one is good because it provides entertainment for the whole family. Watch as someone rants wildly about ideas that sound insane, but at a closer look may just turn out to be the one clue we were looking for. Our local conspiracy theorist is none other than Laura Thorne, the ex-chief editor of the Wapperton Reporter. She was fired for publishing an article without permission about how the Pierces have used black magic for over a century to control Wapperton. The thesis of the article was they used the black magic at night, so we can't see it. I can think of no better person to open our minds to the greater truth. Thank you for meeting with me. I'm
3: going to need to see your recorder. Why? Hand it over!
0: Okay. A quick listener's note, Laura left for an entire hour before returning to the shed. From what I can hear in the recording, she used power tools to take apart my recorder and check for bugs. The recording cuts out at about 10 minutes, but when I got it back, it was in better shape than when I gave it to her.
3: Alright, it's clean. We can continue this conversation. I'm sorry to have to have done that, but my radio has been picking up strange signals, so I can no longer trust audio devices.
0: Um, okay. Okay. Well, thank you for meeting with me.
3: I'm always happy to talk about the Todd Waterson case.
0: Wow, it's so unexpected that you brought that up.
3: You told me you wanted to talk about it in the email.
0: Well, now that it's been naturally brought up, I'm working as a private eye on the case and I've hit a detective's block and thought you might have a theory that will shake me loose.
3: Well, you've come to the right place. I've got the whole thing solved.
0: Really? That's great. The sooner I can find Todd Waterson, the better. Oh. <laughs> what?
3: You still think Todd Waterson is real?
0: Yes, I used to hang out with him. We go to school together.
3: Uh, That doesn't mean anything. People went to school with Bill Clinton and we all know he's not real. No, he's real. Man, you are miles behind the rest of us. The Todd Waterson you think you know has been a ruse. An actor that was placed in our community as a baby for a long time. If he was
0: placed here as a baby, how would he know he was an actor?
3: Microchips, Tyler. Microchips! That's not the point, though. The point is that he was placed here with the sole purpose of one day disappearing so as to cause a commotion in town all those years to stage this crime.
0: So he was used to lock up Captain Burt and make the city center shoppers feel comfortable.
3: Oh, wow! What? You need to wake up, Tyler! You're never going to solve this case if you think Captain Burt is real!
0: I'm very sure he is real.
3: He's never existed. He's just as real as the idea of gravity.
0: He's been in this town for 60 years. There's no way an actor would give up 60 years of their life for a
1: ploy. Exactly.
3: He's not an actor. He's nothing at all. Captain Burt is nothing more than an idea, a whisper in the wind. There has never been a Captain Burt.
0: I can name five people that grew up with him.
3: Five people that think they grew up with him, Tyler. Everyone spreads his name around. Ooh, did you hear Captain Burt hurt himself on the playground? Ooh, did you hear Captain Burt won first in the slam poetry competition? Ooh, did you hear that Captain Burt swears he saw the curvature of the earth, so therefore it must be round? He was nothing more than whispers. I
0: don't think they called him Captain Burt when he was little.
3: Rumours tossed around at the dinner table to create a ghost person that everyone thought they knew but never saw. Also, they could inject their agenda of moon landings being real and Cheerios being able to lower your cholesterol into our minds. I
0: just saw him yesterday in jail. I've talked to him many times.
3: <laughs> now this is rich!
0: What could it possibly be?
3: You still think you're real!
0: I'm no longer enjoying this conversation and I now realize it was a mistake to come here.
3: Think back, you can't even remember how you got here. I
0: walked from my house. You
3: don't remember your last birthday party. November
0: 21st, my dad gave me a candle that smelled like me.
3: You don't even remember being born! Nobody does! Exactly, because nobody is real! You
0: haven't slept in 46 hours.
3: I just want someone to hold and tell theories, too.
0: I'm pretty tired, too. I watched (laughs) every episode of Sherlock this weekend.
3: I love that show. If only Benedict Cumberbatch was real.
0: How about this? I'm going to go home and take a nap, and I want you to do the same. As for the loneliness, I I don't know. Go on a walk on the beach and do some soul searching. Who knows what you might find.
3: Okay, I could really use a nap. And I know that you're real, Tyler. Thank you. Todd Waterson still isn't, though.
0: Well, it's a start. Thank you, Laura, for fixing my microphone. I hope the nap was as helpful for you as it was for me. And I hope the beach proves to be very helpful, too. Our last stop on our building tour is the coffee house, Fuchsia Coffee, located right next door to Bob's Candle Shop. This modern coffee shop is run by Bill Montgomery, the son of the Wapton History Museum owner, Ted Montgomery. Bill runs the shop along with his husband, Sean, and i have maintained a friendship with our store for years. They are the suppliers of the coffee beans we use to make our coffee-scented candles, which gives us a symbiotic relationship with their store. This coffee shop is the perfect public building because it is open to the public, and also the perfect place for a detective to stare outside of a store window until he has an epiphany about the case. Bill's agreed to talk to me about a store, which is why I can think of no better person to talk at me while I stare out a window.
4: So, uh, do you have any questions about the store? Hmm? Oh, Sure. Why did you open a coffee shop? Oh, well, that's actually a fun story. Me and Sean met at a coffee shop. We figured it would be the perfect business to open, but my dad refused to support the store. He wanted me to take over the History Museum and carry on the family tradition, but no one even goes to that place anymore. Is there something you're looking at? Oh, uh, has the coffee shop been profitable? Well, it's been pretty successful these past few years, but we almost had to close the store our first year open. I tried to ask my dad to bail us out, but he wouldn't. Did you know that he has three bars of shipwreck gold that he refuses to sell? I asked him for one to save the coffee shop, and he told me he would give them all to me as long as I didn't sell them. It was a symbol of our family downfall or something. Seriously,
0: you haven't looked at me since you came in here. What are you doing? It doesn't make sense. I've talked to half this town, and nobody has any reason to dislike the Watersons or Dan Norbury. Ah, you're doing the detective
4: brooding in the window shop bit. How did you know that? Chief Cranston does it all the time. Let me tell you, it does not give you any answers. Well, not when it's not raining outside. If I have to hear about Todd one more time, I'm going to explode. It's all anyone talks about.
0: Well, I can't blame them.
4: It's the first major
0: crime to happen here in decades.
4: I don't get what's left to say. They've got the captain from the end of the street. Everyone always knew he was creepy. Captain Bert isn't creepy. That's right, you're friends with him. I guess it means he can't be half bad, but you said it yourself. He's the only one who hates Dan, and the Watersons are the nicest people in Whopperton. No one else had motives unless Todd had enemies.
0: Todd's the nicest kid I've met. Everyone at school tried to avoid me, but he would always talk to me. We used to hang out. Then unless he got lost in the woods delivering a fish sandwich,
4: Bert seems to be like the only guy who would do it. I know he's innocent. I'd rather the town would talk about some of the other pressing matters going on. I mean, Wilson Pierce is raising the rent for the city center again, and I think he's doing it because he knows no one will bat an eye while we're all talking about the Watterson case. The last raves hit our store pretty hard. He's the richest guy in Whopperton. He doesn't need any more money. He owns half the property in town. Owning all of City Center should give him enough money for a lifetime. Well, I don't think he owns Burger King. Then Dan owns the Hot Fish property. Wait. He doesn't own the Hot Fish property? Yeah, it's the most popular restaurant in Whopperton. Dan bought the building years ago. That's motive. What is? What if Wilson Pierce committed a crime to force
0: Dan out of his property?
4: Tyler, I have to be honest with you, that is the loosest motive I've ever heard.
0: I talked to Todd the day he went missing. He said he had headed to the nice part of town after he made a delivery to the witch's house. That's where Mr. Pierce lives.
4: He went missing after delivering to the witch? She lives all alone right next to the woods. Why don't you go talk to her? I don't
0: want to talk to the witch. I can't read her. What does that mean? I'm scared of her. She's not really a witch, Tyler. She's more of a psychic, if anything. I'd rather not talk about her. Uh, Besides, Chief Cranston talked to her, and Todd had made her delivery. However, the Pierce's claim they never saw him.
4: Chief Cranston told you
0: that much information? Yes. Dan Norbury is scrambling without a delivery boy. Pierce knew this would happen and hopes that Dan will have to sell the deed to make ends meet.
4: They can just hire another delivery boy. If you want to take down a business, you don't go for the lowest level employee.
0: What if he wasn't going for the lowest level employee? What do you mean? I talked to Dan two weeks ago. He said Todd would volunteer to take Miss Norbury's deliveries out of courtesy. You really think? That Pierce wasn't going for Todd. If he was going to commit a crime to get his way, he'd go big or go home. He knew the delivery schedule, and when he went to kidnap Todd... He thought it was going to be Dan's wife. Giving him plenty of leeway to ransom Dan for as much as it would take for him to sell his building. Well, I guess that's not as loose. It's certainly a start. Thank you once again for listening. Join us next week as I prove who did the crime. See you then. Tyler Bopp was played by Declan
4: Brogan. Now that that's out of the way, Officer Cranson was played by Bridget Harrington, who has a resume that makes you wonder why she isn't playing Tyler. You can find Bridget on her website, bridgetharrington.com. Mayor Chris was played by Ryan O'Callaghan, who has the name of an old-timey steel baron. Laura Thorne was played by Imo Redpath, who would like to promote her radio comedy podcast, Sugar Kiss Angel Hill, on Spotify. We aren't jealous at all. Bill Montgomery was played by Wilkie Macariola, who is a Chicago-based actor with a Chicago-based Instagram, at W My Town is written, produced, and edited by Declan Rogan. Music by Emmett Hoosman. You can find more of Emmett's awesome music at emmethoosman.com. Make sure to give My Town a good rating so Stitcher will stop laughing at our analytics. See you next week and good night.